Hi, and welcome to The Badass Moms, where we moms learn to achieve fitness and health goals despite being sleep-deprived and overworked. Here's your host, Nicole, the super busy mommy coach. Hello, and welcome to Badass Moms, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, super busy mommy coach, helping busy parents get fit despite being burnt out and interrupted every two minutes. In today's episode, I'm excited because I'm going to talk exactly about that, how to get fit when you're interrupted every two minutes. When you're a busy mom, you get the advice all the time, pretty much anytime you consult any fitness professional or guru, and it goes something like, well, if it's important to you, you'll make time. Well, that was helpful now, wasn't it? I'm sure that solved all your problems because, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. There are some people who are binge watching Game of Thrones and saying they don't have time to work out. And that's one thing. But most of the moms I work with, you know, binge watching means watching almost an entire episode, (laughs) like once a week if they're lucky or, you know, it's, it's not... It's not that easy. Oh, you'll, you'll find the time. You make the time. Wake up early. Okay, so you wake up early, but your, your son has a nightmare and interrupts your workout anyway. You go to bed late, and then you're overtraining and not getting results because you're lacking recovery time because you're getting four hours of sleep a night. You know, it's just, it all conflicts. You, there, are other, there are plenty of things that are important. If you If your most important priorities are health, fitness, family, and, you know, contributing in some positive way to society, that already adds up to more than 24 hours a day if you do it exactly by the book, the way the gurus tell you to. So how are you supposed to make it happen? And, you know, you have to be a little crafty and you have to be a little efficient, but mostly the people giving advice need to be a little bit better at what they do because just telling someone to make time without asking questions to find out what's holding them back isn't very helpful. And also it's our job to have the expertise and be able to apply it to different people's situations. It's not the job of the client to just make time and make it work. Don't get me wrong, the ones who need that tough love who are actually wasting a lot of time, by all means, you know, that's one thing. But for someone who's actually pretty maxed out to tell them that if it's important to them, they'll make time, you know, what are they supposed to cut out? Taking their parents to that doctor's appointment? You know, it's it's not... give people the respect of, you know, assuming, like, don't just assume people are wasting time because at least with the people I work with, that is definitely not the case. And if you sound like someone who's like that, who really is maxed out and you are waking up early when you can, and you're still getting interrupted or you're getting mediocre results because you, you may, you probably don't know the best way to use the time that you have in order to get results. Um, those are the tricks that it's my job to know. It's other fitness trainers' job to know. And so I'm going to be going over those today, and I'm going to tell you how to get fit. And I mean reach high levels of fitness 
when you're interrupted every two minutes, okay? So to be clear, that means you can't dedicate an hour or even 20 minutes or even 10 minutes half the time uninterrupted for a workout. We're assuming you're interrupted constantly. So if you can't do what is considered a traditional workout, how are you supposed to get fit? And this method works. It's what I use with all my clients. It's based in fitness science. There's no stretch here at all. And I'll, I'll get really deep into it just because I want you to have the confidence that I'm not just spewing some sort of scam or pseudoscience BS in order to sell something. That's not the point here. The point is to spread the word that it's possible. And by the end of this podcast, you'll have all the information you need in order to build your own regimen. If you're not familiar with fitness programming and with workouts, then you may have to dig further and do your own research, but you'll have the tricks. I'm giving you the tricks right here. Okay. The rest, you'll have to fill in the gaps, but you could do that with a Google search. So, um, you know, this isn't a sales tactic. This isn't anything like that. This is the trick that I used and continue to use having a young son. And I started using this method when he was a year and a half. That's when I came up with it out of necessity because I couldn't find time to work out. (laughs) I tried. I like, if I had that spare few minutes, I would go for it. And I, my results sucked because I wasn't able to put aside time for the workouts I used to do. And I had to think of something radically different. And I'm going to share that with you today. Um, and I've tested this with busy moms around the world. So you can be confident that it actually works. Anyway, let's jump into it. Um, in order to get fit, there are two things you need from your fitness regimen. Okay. We're going to leave out nutrition for now. That's, you know, look at episodes four and five for a complete overview of nutrition. Um, but we're going to focus on, you know, fitness. Okay. You need two things. Number one, you need enough physical activity in general, right? You can't just sit on your butt all day and then work out for five minutes. Um, the reason that's that you need enough physical activity is one to burn calories. Um, you know, so that, you know, you're, you're not just storing everything as fat. Um, you need to burn calories. Uh, you need to, have your body move so that blood's flowing so that you're telling it to rejuvenate, right? If you're not working out, it's just kind of, you're going to atrophy. Um, and so you can't be fit in that, in that case. And also the blood flow is important for joint health, you know, being, keeping your joints mobile and healthy. As you get older, you don't want arthritis. You don't want to be stiff and eventually become disabled and depend on other people. And, you know, you want to be independent as long as you possibly can be. Uh, And so that's a major part of fitness. And so getting enough physical activity throughout the day is the first thing you need. Extremely important. The second thing you need is called progressive overload, which means that you are continuously challenging, giving your body new challenges in order to tell it that it needs to get more fit. So you're doing things that are challenging for your body, and that sends the message that your neural networks need to adapt, your muscles need to get stronger, your cardiovascular system needs to improve. 
And those adaptations, when you, when they happen, that's what makes you fitter. So two things, you need enough physical activity and you need progressive overload. Now I want to talk about physical activity for a moment because that phrase can be used in different ways. I mean it in the most general sense of the word. So you need to be moving enough throughout the day. You need a variety of movements. Um, Physical activity though is not necessarily a workout. Workouts are a type of physical activity. Okay. And even within workouts, There are workouts that are just physical activity and then there's training, okay? So let me give you some examples. Let's say you, so when you're training, you have a regimen that's designed to get you fitter. So it's designed with progressive overload in mind. Now, there will be some times when you have light days or lighter workouts, but those are strategically placed within your regimen to allow for recovery between the workouts where you're actually maxing out. Um, So that's training, okay? But not every form of exercise is training. Sometimes it's just physical activity. For example, if you do a Zumba class every week. At first, it might be training because you're getting fitter, but after a while, it's more of a baseline physical activity that your body's already used to. There's no progressive overload in it anymore. And then it, at that point, it would just be considered physical activity. Um, it would not be considered training. So you couldn't, just because you're working out doesn't mean it's progressive overload. Like if you do a six mile run every day, that's awesome. That's great. You're in good shape, but that is not necessarily training anymore unless it's part of, you know, something that will increase your endurance and everything in the long term. part of a larger regimen. Just doing a six mile run every day that's you're burning calories that's physical activity you're maintaining a baseline you're not training to improve okay so i just want to clarify that a little bit because that'll help us as we move through the next parts of this episode okay so physical activity how do you fit that into your day as a busy parent with young kids Well, um, it depends how much time you spend with your kids. A lot of us are working all day. A lot of us are sitting at desks all day and it can be really tricky. But if you have at least a little bit of time with your kids every day, chances are there's one thing they want to do with you and that's play. Take advantage of that. Active play is one of the best types of physical activity you can get. Now, again, don't confuse this with a workout. Active play can literally mean anything you're doing with your kids that involves physical activity. Um, Now, in order to reap the benefits of active playtime, you're going to want to include a variety of movements and a variety of intensities. But don't think, oh, you know, I want to fit in one hour of active play, so I'm going to, you know, set my timer for one hour and I can't stop. I have to keep moving. No, no, no. That's defeating the purpose. You want it to be natural and kind of fit seamlessly in your day. So sometimes, you know, your kids are just going to, you know, you'll be out running errands and they're going to be like, can we run? At least that's what my son does. I want to run. And so I'll be like, okay, let's run. And we just run down the block carrying groceries or whatever I have in my hands. And people may think we're crazy, but you know, the cool thing is if you're with a child, no one thinks anything of it. They're just like, oh, wow, that person's playing with a child. Isn't that cute? It's wonderful. So you can get away with it. I promise you. Um, 
Other times you may be in the middle of like playing, you know, some sort of, you know, wrestling game where you're slamming them on the sofa or the bed and flipping them around. And then they're like, I want to read a book. I'm like, okay, well, I wanted to get in an hour of activity. No, you can't think like that. <laughs> it's okay. All right, now I flipped them around a little bit. And now we're going to go read a book and we're going to be still for a while and we'll be able to get in some more physical activity later. Um, so you don't think of scheduling it and setting it in your day as a workout, right? A beginning and end, and it has to be exactly like this. No, you play it by ear, you're flexible. You know, some days it's going to be a total bust. Um, since Eric has outgrown his jogging stroller, oh man, there's a good, what, seven, eight months of me figuring out how I could go running when he's there. And, um, you know, for, I was really determined to get him riding his bike, riding his bike, riding his bike. Uh, and I would put on my running clothes, take him out on the bike, and he would go 0.2 miles an hour. And so I would just stroll right along next to him. And it wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but you kind of have to go with it. Um, then one day, all of a sudden, I, you know, I decided that day, I'm like, you know what, I'm just wearing, you know, some, I'm wearing my pants. I'm not wearing workout clothes. I'm going to have boots on, uh, you know, because he's going to go 0.2 miles an hour. Why bother? Of course, that's the day he took off. I had to run next to him and I had, um, you know, blisters by the end of the day, but I was so excited. And then just when we were heading home, we were getting off the boardwalk to walk to our house. He went down a ramp and he fell off and now he is super afraid and going 0.2 miles an hour again. So you, you kind of got to play it by ear. You got to, there are going to be times where, it doesn't work as well and you have to figure things out again. You know what ended up working? I just said, Eric, do you want to go for a run with me? Oh my God, forget the bike. He was so excited to just go for a run with me. Now, is that training? No, I'm running at the pace of a four-year-old, but we had a lot of fun. I got in plenty of physical activity. I'm instilling healthy habits in him. And you know, we were jumping on the benches, right? I was doing box jumps on and off the benches. He would climb up and then we would hold hands and jump down together. He wanted to hold hands and run down the boardwalk. It was probably the most fun run I've ever had in my life. And I can't wait to do it again. Um, but that's the nature of active play. It's spontaneous it's flexible and there are going to be times when you have to figure it out again because your child outgrows things and they get older and they have new interests and that's totally fine. Um, doing, doing things um, like working out with your kids is fantastic, um, but just be careful not to count that as training because chances are if you're working out with your kids, if they're young, uh, you're probably not working out at the intensity your body needs to adapt. So that's not going to be progressive overload for you in most cases. In some cases it will be. Um, so just keep that in mind. You know, like if you do a yoga video, workout video with your kids and it's at their level and not necessarily yours, be sure you classify it correctly. Um, another way to fit in physical activity in your day, if you're working a job is order your lunch or ideally you'll be meal prepping on the weekends, but I know that that doesn't always happen, right? Like I meal prep on the weekends, like I'd say 90% of the time. Um, but so either pack your lunch or order your lunch and use your lunch break to go for a walk. That's a wonderful way to use it. Um, mobility and stretching can be done throughout the day, like upper body mobility work. You know, you can be at your desk or, you know, working whatever job you work and just 
stop there for a minute and do a couple of nice big arm circles, you know, do a couple of twists with your upper body in your chair, just to kind of, you know, some shoulder rolls, just to kind of keep your joints moving throughout their full range of motion throughout the day. Um, you know, like stretch and arch your back, chest up to the sky, and then squeeze and round your back, really get that spine moving. It's wonderful. Like those you can do throughout the day. And, you know, when you're at home and you're in casual, comfy clothes, you can stretch your lower body as well, you know, while the TV's on, if you're lucky enough to get time to watch TV or while you're helping your kids with the homework or if they want to play a game that doesn't involve much physical activity, like rolling buses in circles around the living room. I play that one a lot. (laughs) I'll plank next to him or I'll stretch. Um, And again, I'm not sitting there worried about my workout. It's just it it comes natural when you get used to it. You just feel the urge to move. Like people feel the urge to crack their knuckles. When you're into fitness, you just, you get, you feel like, Oh, I got to move something. I got to do something. And it just kind of fits in uh, without very much effort. Um, Yeah. So active play time, walking breaks, stretching, short bursts, such as running down the block or just out of nowhere, you could just pick your kid up, throw them in the air throw them onto the couch and then move on with your day, little things like that. And then of course, you know, working out with your kids. Um, that's, those are some ways you can fit in physical activity. It doesn't have to be all in one shot. It can be again, like a two second, pick your kid up and slam them on the couch. And then another time, maybe you are spending, you know, 20 minutes running around having a beach ball fight in the house or whatever the case may be, but it's flexible and you, you want to aim to average about an hour a day. Now for me on the weekdays, a lot of times it's closer to zero and I try to make up for it by being much more active on the weekends. Weekdays are very regimented. We come home, he eats, I do, you know, a couple things I have to do and then we go to bed. That's it. Um, And I know a lot of the moms I work with say pretty much the same thing. On the weekdays, they get in a little bit, a few minutes here and there. So I go for a walk during my lunch break. I make sure I get my workout in um, in the morning, um, you know, my short burst workout, which I'll get into in a little, in a few minutes. Um, but active playtime is not very much during the week. On the weekends is when I get in most of the active play. So whatever works for you, but you aim to average approximately an hour a day, at least more is better. Okay. Again, this is, you don't have to worry about overtraining if it's spontaneous active play where you're not necessarily pushing yourself. You're just having fun. Now that's only the first part of fitness. You still have to worry about progressive overload. So here's the trick. Here's, here's the whole trick to being fit as a busy parent with young kids. If you separate out those two goals, the physical activity and progressive overload, you don't need to spend much time on progressive overload in order to get top-notch results. Let me explain why. There are different types of fitness goals. Okay, so for example, you can train for endurance, which would mean, uh, you know, there's muscular endurance, um, you know, like how long, like how many push-ups can you do in a row? That would be muscular endurance. Um, how long can you do a wall squat? That would be muscular endurance. And then of course there's cardiovascular endurance. 
you know, how, how, how long or how far can you run? Um, and for endurance by nature, in order to train for that, you need to do things for a long amount of uninterrupted time. Um, but then there are other workouts that get their best results when they're done in short bursts with plenty of recovery in between. How perfect is that for a busy parent? I mean, literally, that's how you need to do these workouts. So at a time when I had a gym that had a martial arts component to it, and I would train a fighter, you know, like strength and conditioning, I would have to tell that fighter, no, this is your rest time. Stop it. No push-ups. Stop. You're recovering right now. And the reason for that is, for these types of workouts, you need the recovery time because you're supposed to do every burst, every set, every rep with your maximum power and your maximum energy. And so if you do them back to back, you're not getting an effective workout for this fitness goal. Okay. So this would be when you're training for max strength, okay, which is different kind of strength than muscular endurance. Max strength is say being able to lift a whole lot at one time, you know, like what is your one rep maximum? You know, how much can you squat if you're only doing one squat? How much can you bench if you're only doing one bench? Those strongman competitions where you see them, you know, pick up something crazy or pull a truck of however long they have to, you know, those crazy strength tests, uh, that's max strength. Power means you're doing it with, um, there is, it's like a, it's a, it's a burst it's an explosive movement, you know? So power lifting, they're not just lifting, they're snatching, they're kind of tossing the weight up a little bit. Uh, things like that. If you are slamming a medicine ball against the concrete floor to see how high you can bounce it, that's an example of power training, um, hypertrophy training, which is, uh, you know, strength training to maximize gaining muscle mass, um, high intensity interval training, so high-intensity HIIT HIT training, high-intensity interval training. Um, traditionally, they're very specific about this many seconds you do this, this many seconds you do that. Um, but really, less informally, if you just want to say intervals, the idea that you max out your cardiovascular system by doing an interval where you're hitting 90 to 100% of your max heart rate uh, you're going, to, if you're going at that pace, you're going to burn out in a, a minute, like 30 seconds to a minute, maybe even less if you're, depending how conditioned you are. And so that's as much as you can do it. And then you need to recover. Um, if you're doing interval training with running, a lot of times you would jog in between or something like that, but you can definitely do an interval and then rest or fill a bottle or kiss a boo-boo or clean up spilled whatever on the floor and then go, go do another interval and you're going to get incredible cardiovascular benefits. Um, and plyometrics play off of this. Plyometrics are, you know, say jumping exercises. So um, box jumps or, um, you know, jump squats, uh, power burpees, things like that are good plyometric exercises. And so those types of exercises, uh, intervals, hypertrophy, power, power, max strength, and plyometrics work best when you do that short burst and you max out completely 
and then you recover and then you do another short burst at, at your max and then you recover. And so those are the types of workouts that busy parents with young kids should be doing. Okay. That is the trick. If you're not familiar with those types of workouts, just Google search them, learn about them, start small, start easy. You don't want to injure yourself. Okay. But you now have all the information you need. I want to get, give a little bit more in this part with progressive overload, just because there are mistakes that you can make if you're new to fitness programming that can cause injury over the long term. Uh, so here's what you would do. You want to make sure that your regimen hits your body in a holistic way, right? So you don't, you want to make sure that you are training your muscles in a balanced way. So for example, if you're doing push-ups, which is a pushing exercise where you're, you're pushing in a certain direction, which is in front of you, you'd want to make sure you're also doing a pulling exercise, namely something along the lines of rows where you're pulling in that same direction towards the front of your body. Um, doing something like pull-ups where you're pulling yourself in an upward direction, then you'd want to do something like shoulder presses where you're pushing in that direction in order to keep your body and your muscles balanced. Um, so make sure your regimen is holistic and hits on everything. Once you have a regimen, you have a set of exercises that will hit your body in a holistic way, split it into short segments that can be scattered throughout the week and that can be flexible. Um, and you can do a few of these a day. So for the super busy mommy workout, the moms who follow that regimen, I recommend two segments a day and each one is six minutes. You know, you do a quick warm up, whatever body part you're working out, you do three sets, you have active recovery in between those sets, and then you stretch at the end. And it's literally six minute segments, but you're doing two per day. And so if you add that up, that adds up to a full regimen. Plus there's active playtime. So you're getting your physical activity besides the progressive overload, but you don't need the progressive overload to take up that much time because when you're doing workouts of this intensity, it can't, you'll be overtraining. Not only do you need recovery between sets, you need recovery between days, right? Like you can only do these types of workouts on a single body part at full intensity once or twice a week. Beyond that, you need a, a light day. So if you wanted to do these workouts more often, you would have to have light days where you do a sub-maximal workout so that you don't overtrain. So I suggest starting with hitting it on hitting everything in your body once a week. And then if you have the time to do it twice a week, by all means, add that in. The other thing you want to make sure you keep in mind is mobility. Okay, this is extremely important, especially when you're doing resistance training. You can end up getting stiff if you neglect mobility. So make sure you do every exercise through its full range of motion the way it's supposed to be done with perfect, proper form. If you're not familiar with exercises, get a video where they explain perfect, proper form. They give examples of the common mistakes people make and then video yourself or have somebody tell you how you look. Don't just look in a mirror because you'll miss stuff. Video yourself from the front, the side, the back, or have someone look at you and give you feedback to make sure you're following everything in that video. Okay. Um, and then 
do the exercise through its full range of motion and make sure you're moving your joints, all of them through their full range of motion constantly throughout the week. Um, so, you know, are you moving your wrists around? You can do wrist circles. You can pull your fingers back to stretch your forearms, you know, do shoulder rolls, head rolls, things like that throughout the week to keep that mobility. Make sure you warm up joints before you work out at a high intensity. And then afterwards, I suggest doing static stretches, which are the stretches that you most people think of when they think of flexibility stretches, where you, uh, you, know, you, you go into a stretch and you hold it for a bit, um, hold it for about 10 seconds for each body part. And that's a really great way to make sure that you're keeping your your joints healthy and you're keeping your body mobile as you get older. Another great thing to add to your progressive overload uh, is something I call it the challenge of the week, though honestly, sometimes it lasts more than a week, sometimes it's less than a week. There's not a specific time period, but challenge of the week on average. And this is a great way to make sure you're challenging yourself in a variety of ways other than your main regimen. So if your main regimen centers on say strength training or interval training or some kind of combination, uh, occasionally you're going to want to, you want to challenge your stability, your flexibility, your agility. And so having these challenges of the week can allow you to do that in creative ways and also allows you to have fun. So it can really be, just about anything. If you see something cool in a video or on TV and you just think you want to try it, make it a challenge of the week. Um, It could be a yoga pose that's kind of tough to get into where you're challenging your flexibility and your stability. Um, It could be something like I'm working on handstands. Um, That's been like a challenge of the past three months because I just can't seem to get it and that's okay. I'll keep working at it. Um, I've done one where I'm just hanging, just hanging from a pull-up bar for as long as I can to kind of um, strengthen my hands and forearms, which would then allow me to handle greater weights when I'm doing other exercises as well. Um, Headstands are fun. Tumbles, cartwheels are fun. Those gymnastics things you used to love to do as a kid that you couldn't really do very much. Um, Like bridge poses, seeing how long you can plank. There's so many of them pretty much anything you could imagine. So if there's anything that you want to work on, um, you know, agility exercises, like, you know, bear crawls across the floor or those little football things or break dancing type moves, if there's anything that you thought, huh, I wish I could do that. I wonder if I can do that. You know, martial arts kicks, martial, you know, jujitsu, grappling moves. If you have a partner, anything you can imagine, type of dance move, basic salsa turns or steps or be creative, but just throw it in there and just work on something consistently for at least a few days, maybe a week, maybe a few months as it is with me and my handstands. But um, these are things that you can do and it doesn't really have to take much time. Like if I go to do a handstand, it takes me less than 10 seconds. But if I do it consistently, I've gotten better at my handstands. I still have to do them against the wall, but at least I don't just, you know, freak out and not actually put my legs up, which is where I started. So progress, people. Um, Headstands, being able to balance in one of those took me a few tries, but it wasn't so bad. Um, Whatever it may be, you know, think of something, try it out and make it something where, you know, like a cartwheel takes what, two to three seconds to do a, a cartwheel. But if you practice doing one every day, they'll get pretty good after a while. 
so that's that's a fun way to challenge yourself and to challenge your fitness abilities in a creative way. I've thrown a lot at you, so let's just go back and put it all together. In order to get fit when you're interrupted every two minutes, you have to separate out the two main components of a high-quality successful fitness regimen, which is getting enough fitness activity and progressive overload. To fit in physical activity, make it informal, make it flexible, make it fun, and make it involve your kids when they're around. Engage in active playtime, take walking breaks at work, do mobility and stretching exercises. Some of them can be done pretty much anywhere. Um, Do short bursts, like running down the block with your child, and You can also do workouts with your kids, but just be careful to recognize that if you're going at their level instead of yours, it might not be considered progressive overload for you. It's only physical activity. Be sure to include a variety of movements, running, jumping, twisting, turning, bending, lifting, all of that stuff, inverting. (laughs) Include a variety of movements and a variety of intensities in order to make your active play or your physical activities, your physical activity time throughout the day as impactful as possible. Break it up. It's okay if it's spontaneous. It's okay if there are periods where it's not getting done very much because you're figuring out new things that work as your kids get older. It's okay if some days have more than others. It's okay if it's broken up into a bunch of tiny chunks. Just move. Move throughout the day. Main point. Second part, progressive overload. Focus on high-intensity workouts that cannot be sustained for very long and thus require recovery time in between. Intervals, hypertrophy training, power training, max strength training, and plyometrics are great examples. Think of an entire regimen that hits on your body in a holistic and balanced way, and then break it up into short segments that can be scattered throughout the day, so you're doing only a few minutes of a time, which will work when you're you're constantly interrupted. Make sure that you're training your muscles in a balanced way, and that you're focusing on mobility in order to avoid long-term injury and degradation of your joints and fitness, and include different types of challenges in your quote-unquote challenge of the week in order to challenge different fitness abilities such as flexibility, stability, or agility and make it fun. If you do all of those things, you can do them in short bursts in between other things you're doing like microwaving bottles or running around after your kids while they're playing and you'll be able to reach very high levels of fitness. There are areas of fitness where I am the fittest I've ever been in my entire life, including before I had a child when I was working in a gym. Um, There are certain things I can do now that I couldn't do then. Part of that is because I'm focusing on different areas of fitness, right? Like those ones that I said work very well when you're interrupted Um, as opposed to endurance, which is one thing I focused on a lot before, but that doesn't work so well anymore. Um, But part of it is also, uh, it's because it is so effective. It's because allowing that recovery time can actually boost your performance for these types of workouts as opposed to trying to do them, squish them all into an hour or half an hour a day. So take this approach and you absolutely can reach very high levels of fitness 
despite being constantly interrupted. Not only that, you're sleep deprived if you have young kids. <laughs> you're not getting enough sleep and it's really easy to end up overtraining. And by breaking up the progressive overload part of your workout, which is the most intense part where you're maxing out your body, by splitting that up and doing it in short bursts, you know, say, you know, a couple times a day as opposed to grouping it all into one longer workout, it makes it easier for you to get through when you're tired. And it also makes it a little gentler on your body so that it has time to adapt a little bit more consistently. And that's at least what I found from personal experience. Um, and so it actually works almost, it almost works best <laughs> for people facing the conditions busy moms face. And so I highly suggest trying this. Um, feel free to reach out to me with questions. I know that getting an overview like this, sometimes its effectiveness can be a little limited if you're not as uh, knowledgeable about fitness programming. It can leave you with more questions than answers by the end. So definitely do Google searches, but also reach out to me and you know check out superbusymommycoach.com. Um, you know, there are some, there's some, more information there that can help you, um, you know, check out my blog. Uh, it, I just really want more moms to have the information they need in order to reach their goals. And I really hope that this can do it for a lot of you. Um, because I know so many of you are trying, you are putting in the work, you are carving out the time and, you don't know how you can possibly get the results you want because you're doing everything you know how to do and your results are mediocre. And, you know, for those of you who are in that situation, I really hope this solves the problem for you and you can take the energy that you're already putting into it and just be more effective with your time, be more effective with your energy and finally reach the levels of fitness that you want into. So anyway, as always, thank you so much for listening to Badass Moms. I'm Nicole, Super Busy Mommy Coach. Make sure you check out the Holistic Therapies directory if you're looking for a practitioner or if you are a practitioner and are looking to spread the word about the wonderful work you're doing. Uh, you can find that at holistictherapies.com. You can find me at Super Busy Mommy Coach on Facebook or Instagram. Um, send me messages. I respond to them personally. Any questions you have, anything you want to hear about the show. And I am also looking for moms to be featured on my show. So if you are a badass mom, Send me a message. Let me know what makes you a badass mom. And let's chat and see if it would be good to have you on here as a featured mom in one of these episodes. Look forward to seeing you back next time. Have a wonderful, happy, and healthy day, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to Badass Moms. Join us again and get your badass on.